Hello and welcome to another edition of Slow Death in the Afternoon Podcast, where we are indeed hearty drinking men. Yes, we are. (laughs) We're hearty and we're drinking. And we're going to go look for donuts. (laughs) So... (laughs) Actually, that does sound really good. I mean, here's the here's the question I have. I mean, that song is so funny because I mean, I I cannot remember how many times I've gotten loaded and then went on a, on a donut hunting spree. <laughs> I even remember the donut shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is probably why we're not in Stockton now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the uh, I don't think the restraining order is quite off yet. Well, we didn't introduce ourselves, Jerry. Oh, that's right. We still have to do something like that. I guess so. If we're if we're going to maintain any form of semblance or okay, well sustenance. With me today is Dan, my good friend and and compatriot, and of course I'm Jerry. Yes, welcome. And um, we're um, we're here. <laughs> yes, at slow death in the afternoon, which I believe you are drinking currently. I I am. Any particular champagne that you're imbibing today? Um, the cheapest one I could find because it doesn't really matter. It's it, does, a, it's, it really it is. It's just a vehicle. No, the yeah. The thing is, I mean, if you use a really good champagne, it's almost a waste because you're not going to taste it. That is true. That all is you're true. all you're doing is thinning out the thinning out and sweetening really the the absinthe. Yes, which, I thought you were going to say thinning out the herd, but <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that really wouldn't be relevant, would it? <laughs> More oh man! So what's what's new, Jerry? What's going on with your bad self? Well, let's see. Um, we have 164 people uh, who like us on Facebook. Oh, nice! Yeah, so we're getting we're getting close to the 200. Uh, after which, I give away this uh, this iPod Shuffle to some um, lucky or or perhaps um, not so happy. Uh, a listener who who would rather actually have a more expensive one. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, hey, it's free, and I'm going to give it to you. Free iPod. That's all I'm saying. Actually, you know what? I mean, um, my first iPod was a shuffle, and it looked almost exactly like this, except it was a little bit bigger. Yeah. And they went to they they it was it was the clip-on one, right? Sure. But then they went to that one that looked like a stick of gum that had no buttons on it, and all the buttons were actually on the, the cord of the headset. Oh, right, 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 right. And everybody hated that. And so they went back to this design, but they made it even smaller. So this is the latest iPod Shuffle. It is a beautiful metallic green. Oh, it's a little square one, right? That you yeah. could like, put in one of those gel bands and make it look like a wristwatch? You could. Okay. You, you could right. clip it in. You could probably clip it to your ear. If you were so inclined. You could clip it to your nose ring. You could, if I had one. Now, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, I am all for personal expression, but Mm -hmm. the nose ring thing, I just do not understand at all. I mean, earrings, that's fine. And even the the big tribal ones, they're they're fine. But the nose ring thing, I just do not understand with with all my being. I I really have no problem with the nose ring. Actually, what I want... 
what I want is is the ones that like apparently you you have a you have a pierce right right in the center, but instead of being a ring, it has these two little propellers that go in front of your nostrils. And what? They breathe in and out. It spins the propellers. That, no, it does that, not. They do not have that. Well, they should. Okay, all right. <laughs> I knew you were hallucinating or something. I'm sitting there going, "What is that? Like a like a a, a nasal controlled nose hair clipper uh, thing?" Is that's actually just... I feature that in a, in a in one of my science fiction stories. It's um, it's called uh, the Android and the Dark Haired Girl, and it's um, dedicated to all the really diehard Philip K. Dick fans out there because the oh. Android in this is a runaway Philip K. Dick Android. Which kind of happened in yeah. real life. Did wow. you ever hear about that? No. Um, well, the novelist Philip K. Dick, who many of our listeners may be familiar with, um, he's he wrote the, the, the books that um, they turned into um, oh, uh, Total Recall is the big one. And, uh, oh, oh, right, oh, right. Oh, and uh, Blade Runner and et cetera, et cetera. And there's a brand new one out now. But... Back in when he was writing in the late 60s, early 70s, oh, actually into the 80s, I started getting into him actually before he died. Um, his big thing was, and the poor guy was kind of um, suffering some from, I don't know if it was drug-induced or just natural problems, but um, but he, he wrote some really trippy stuff. And right. And he, his specialty was paranoia and, and, uh, and people trying to figure out what was really real. And so a lot of the things in his books, you, you didn't know if a person was real or if he was an android, uh, in, like the replicants in, uh, in Blade Runner. Oh, right, right, right. So anyway, um, um, apparently people who, who try to make sentient uh androids there's been more than one of them that have decided well i'm gonna make a philip k dick android using his voice and 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 you know saying things that he used to say etc wow how did that turn out uh there was one that was um really really well done and then the story came out that uh, they were on their way back from france where uh, they were attending some sort of conference or maybe science fiction conference. I forget the details. And um, the guy had fallen asleep and they landed. And when we woke up, the android had got up and walked off the airplane and they couldn't find him. No. Well, that's what the original story was that hit the news. What actually what happened was there was no body. The body was in in the cargo hold. He was carrying the, ha- the, the head in a case, right? <laughs> Okay, so that's wow. even a little bit more macabre. And he woke up completely disoriented from this tri- this flight, all jet lagged and everything. And he he leaves the airplane and gets home to realize he'd left the head on the airplane, and it was never found. <laughs> Why does this sound like a like a Joe Pesci film? <laughs> Eight android heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> so, so I. Uh, I always, you know, I was always, um, I wanted to live in a world where it was the Android got up and, and walked away, right? <laughs> you know, wandered off. And so that's the basis of this story is, uh, it's in the future. And, uh, the, and, and the, the backstory is, is this keeps on happening to anybody who makes a Philip K. Dick Android, the Android wanders away. And so this is the story of one of them. And, uh, he tries to save this girl from herself. She's on the streets, uh, kind of oh. runaway thing. So well, anyway, now- that's. 
Now, FYI, yeah, one of my friends at work, Jeff, mm-hmm. told me to tell you that he is, actually is that I Jeff. No, that's a different. That's a different Jeff. That's actually a friend of mine from high school. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, he uh, he's he's been kind of promoting us on Twitter a little bit. I, I saw that. I was going to shout out to I Jeff and Foolery yes. and uh, I Jeff Gubby. Yeah, he's my man. But this this Jeff that uh, uh, of which I speak uh, okay. actually bought your story. That one that you just said the uh, what was it? The Android and the brown haired girl. Oh, oh, no, that's the book. There was another book. Um, the, the book that's out is um, God, Time, Perception, and Sexy Androids. Mm. I, the story's not in there. Oh, where where would he have gotten it? Then he said he actually read that story. Well, he might have read that story on my website. It's it's out there for free. Oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah, it'll be on he my, probably didn't pay for it. <laughs> it'll be on my next, uh, it'll be on my next um, um, anthology. Uh, well, he, he just wanted me to tell you that he read it. Oh, well, cool. Well, yeah. I hope he liked it. Uh, he wouldn't tell me. He oh. just said, he just said, tell Jerry, I read the story. I said, well, well did you like it? He goes, just tell Jerry, I read the story. <laughs> I'm going, that's not very nice. I go, you gotta well, at least give me some it. feedback. And he started chuckling. I'm sure he liked it. Let's just, we'll live in a world where the We're Android right. walked away and he liked his, and he liked your story. <laughs> we'll live in a world where he liked it. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. All right. That's okay. It's okay. So, in uh, the latest news... Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah! How did your sleep study go? <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Here's here's what happened. So, I go in there at about... Uh, I think I showed up there at about 8.30 in the evening. Now, let me just say this about that. I had a sleep study done about 12 years ago, something like that. Yeah, and they- it was it was kind of like having a sleep study done in, a, in, in Auschwitz. That would probably be a good comparison. It was yeah. like this very dismal, dark room. And I mean, it was like the bed was like a a concrete block with a sheet on it. And it was just, it well, was just bet, really horrible. I bet this one was more like a hotel room. Dude, this was like four stars. I kid you not. I walk in there. They got a, they got a 42 inch, uh, high def TV on the wall with direct TV. And I got a lamp and this really cushy bed with these pillows. And I mean, it's, it's decorated nice. And did, did uh, it have a bunch of like porn on, on the channels? <laughs> Well, you know what? I uh, oh, oh, no, no. That's the wrong kind of doctor. Never mind. Oh, yeah, that's a different one. That's a different one. No, I, well, if, if it was, I didn't find it. How, you know, this, how <laughs> sad is that's this? I was looking sample at, doctor. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a different one altogether. That's, that's a different kind of sleep study. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I was just looking. Uh, how sad is this? This tells you uh, my age. It's like I was more interested in the cooking channel. Like Cupcake Wars, that's that was my fun. big thing to watch before uh, before going to bed. Um, a lot of the people who I know who still watch television, that's what they're into those um, those cooking shows. They're I know. Now, who would have thought that we would live in an age where where chefs would become like rock stars? You know, I have no problem with that. No, I'm fine with it too. But it just seems like the most. I, I would have never suspected that in the. You know, and here we are in the uh, in 2011, before the end of the world, and 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 we treat uh, TV chefs like rock stars. I just find that amazing. You know, I I wish they would do that for teachers too. You know what? They probably should do it for teachers more than TV chefs. Well, I mean, I would. You know, I'm not taking anything away from the TV chefs, but you know, let's let's treat the teachers like rock rock stars. 
Let's pay them or at like least lawyers. treat them like, or at least treat them like reality sh- stars. Oh yeah, but I mean, I, I think, I think we. One of the fundamental problems with society is we we pay the teachers. Well, actually, they get some pretty good pay now. I mean, compared to some other jobs, but but they should be paid by like lawyers, and lawyers should be paid like teachers. I think. I think Not, that's. Not the other way around. So I agree. I think the teachers are the most important people because they're teaching the next generation to run the country. So. And uh, and much like the song says, I believe the children are our future. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say that with a straight face. I really did. <laughs> I couldn't do it. But I. But that's oh, the way. I mean. I, oh, so so anyway. Getting getting back to the sleep study, I know oh, we sorry, kind of deviated. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I I I went. They came in and he wired me all up, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. I, but I the gook like in some, your hair and oh, you don't well, have hair. <laughs> I don't have any hair, so I was very fortunate. He he actually commented on. They said, "Oh, this is going to be a breeze." So he just busted out the rubbing alcohol and like hosed me down with it and started sticking these diodes all over me and and they put a a, a a chest strap on to hold the wires in the back. Yep. And, yep. And on my arms and my legs and all that. And so finally I got into bed. I was very, very excited because it was a comfortable bed. So uh, he tells me for the first three hours what they'll do is they'll monitor me and let me know, um, you know how many times I wake up, what my oxygen level is, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll put me on the CPAP for the next three hours after that. So I lay down and I go to sleep. Next thing I know, he comes in and he says, okay, let's put you on the machine. And I said, well, has it been three hours already? He says, oh, no, it's been 45 minutes. <laughs> he, go, he goes, you hit your levels like like you were like a critical mass. He goes, you were waking up like once every 15 seconds and your oxygen level was way down. He said, we needed to get you on the machine ASAP. Oh, jeez, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely, um, well, no pun intended, it was definitely an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. Um, for that. So he hooks me up to the CPAP and I was really thinking this was going to be difficult for me to deal with, but he put this thing on me and I laid down and I was a little freaked out for about the first half hour mm-hmm. because, you know, like we said last week, you got this like alien thing on your face <laughs> and it's like, I'm, a, I'm sitting there and of course, I, I don't know what it is about this thing, but it, it freaks me out to the point to where I go, okay. Am I going to suffocate as soon as I go to sleep? Am I going to die? Is this like my last day on earth? What am I doing? My whole life like flashed in front of me. I don't even know why. And I'm laying there and it's so. Because he, he started you off at a very low pressure. But anyway, go ahead. Well, actually he started me off at five. Yeah, that's low. Is that low? Really? Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I, I take 14. Are you kidding me? No. Good Lord. Anyway, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so. He puts me on that and I fall right to sleep and then he wakes me up at, uh, uh, or I wake myself up at, uh, gosh, probably two hours later. Uh huh. And, um, well the first time before he put the machine on, I woke up and I was drenched in sweat mm-hmm. and I, I asked him, I go, dude, what's up with this? He says, well, your, your body's working so hard to get oxygen that you're, you're sweating. And I went, wow, I did not know this. So, uh, you know, I threw the covers off me and I'm laying there and I've got, uh, you know, this thing strapped to my head and I went right to sleep. And then he woke me up at five and, um, said, okay, you did great. He said, you, you hit deep sleep like, uh, like four times. 
during the uh, the last five hours. So, how'd you feel afterwards? You know what? It was really weird. I was pretty groggy when I woke up, um, and kind of out it. My wife said she totally noticed a difference, and then I did too. Actually, afterwards, I noticed that I was actually uh, uh, my sense of humor was more acute. It was like I, I could catch things a little quicker. Um, That's scary because you're already fast. I know that's very scary. So <laughs> maybe this is like God's way of putting a uh, a restrictor on me. It's <laughs> like what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I go in. Uh, I think tomorrow night for my consultation and pick up a machine. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see what uh, what's going to happen with that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm I'm actually on the uh, 30th. I'm supposed to go meet with mine to talk about a new machine. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. The problem is I have to come up with a $500 deductible, and so I'm not sure. That's not good. Is there anything you can do to, like, pad your uh, deductible? Like, go get, like, five pairs of eyeglasses at 100 bucks each? Well, I guess it really wouldn't matter, then, would it? (laughs) I know. (laughs) No matter what, you got to come up with five bills. Uh, uh, Should we mention now that we're being, uh, this this episode is being brought to you by CPAP.com. It is. CPAP.com. All your CPAP needs are, no, no, I'm kidding. There, there really is a CPAP.com. You should check it out. Yeah. Uh, but, um, CPAP is fighting the war on snore. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That was good. That was pretty fast, uh, for, uh, for not really being awake. We should sell that to them. I I'm telling you, I have had so many great ideas for, uh, company catchphrases Uh and, None of them. None of them have ever sold. The war against snore. (laughs) (laughs) That that could also be for like a place that claims to be interesting. Yes, exactly. (laughs) The New York Times fighting the war against snore and losing. And losing horribly. (laughs) We've thrown in the towel.com. So, dude, I am now the proud owner of a, a new car. What kind? Well, new to me, anyway. Yeah. But check this out, right? So, I had a 1974 19... Vega. Oh, uh, <laughs> we could only we could only hope it was that cool. No. It's actually it's actually pretty cool. I I I kid. I actually kid. It's a 1987 Toyota Camry wagon. Oh wow! Now here's the best part, though. Seriously, now you know. We've all heard those stories, like it was owned by a little old lady who only drove it like to church and back. But this really was. This really was. <laughs> Dude, I kid you not. It's got 29,000 original miles. Wow. I know. My brother found it. It was like the most amazing thing. It's like, and he's telling me about it and I'm going, no. Who would, who in their right mind would have a, a Camry wagon, number one? And number two, wouldn't drive the crap out of it. And I, I, he, I pulled in the driveway and I look over and I go, I mean, I kid you not, Jerry, this thing has no door dings, no nothing. It's like the inside of the car looks like brand new. It's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, I'm walking around the car and I'm going, this is a phenomenal vehicle for what it, I mean, it's a four cylinder and it, it definitely has just about enough power to get out of its own way. But our, it, it's, it's amazing. It's so clean. The only thing that it does not what have. What color is it? What color is it? It's a kind of a light yellow cream color. Okay. 
So I may I have to go out. I'm looking at pictures of them right now. Yeah. So you can kind of imagine. I mean, and the, the, the good, I, well, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. There are no customization parts for that vehicle anywhere. The best thing I could do is maybe put tires and wheels on it and maybe lower it about a, a an inch. Looks like the you, window. you could get some, some uh, nice um, uh, rims on it. I'm, I'm seeing one with some nice rims. But mm-hmm. it, that really does look like a, a church lady car. <laughs> it, it is a total church lady car. Now, I'm sitting there well, thinking. Well, you know, you're not going to get very many speeding tickets in that. No, and the best part is, dude, it flies under the radar. Yeah, because it's I like... I was completely... going 85 on the 5 freeway, and the cops weren't even looking at me. I know. It's it's a stealth vehicle. They're they're looking for, like, you know, the red Ferrari. Oh, right. speaking of which, I the guy next door to me... Yeah. Apparently, he's got a red um, Maserati. Whoa, Really? I know. It's like it's it's an older one, and it doesn't look like anything special. But I'm looking at it like, what kind of car is that? And I'm like, Maserati. Dude, I didn't know oh. you lived in a in a, a ritzy neighborhood like that. No, this the I'm, well, I doubt if the guy is ever going to hear me. You know, I live in the woods, right? This guy, his, <laughs> it looks like I, I live right next to the Bill of Beverly Hillbillies, and and um, apparently his. Um, his business is he owns this million dollar um, motor home. Yeah. And he rents it out to corporations. And he also has uh, several boats and several exotic sports cars. And he rents them out to uh, big corporations for events and visiting um, VIPs, including really? Hollywood actors. Wow. So this is, this is, he's like one of the few places you could rent a Maserati. And of course you pay out the wing wang for it. But he's what, your neighbor. Whatever, yeah. Whatever a wing wang is. I know. But, <laughs> it's, if you're keeping your money in your wing wang. <laughs> you've got keep, it in the wrong place. <laughs> I, I would go to TJ Maxx and get a new wallet. <laughs> Cause that would be painful. But, um, is he's got like this little garage, right? But then he's got this huge tent. And, and and he keeps the uh, the vehicles in this tent, and it whenever there's any kind of a breeze, and this is like a very quiet area, I, I hear that thing flapping all night long, like there's a hot air balloon next door going, or a sailboat or something trying to catch the wind. It's good lord, it's quite annoying. And and the guy, his some uh, somehow he knocked over his. Um, Hello and welcome to. Talk about your neighbors that piss you off. dot com. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this one last thing. All right, because he might listen to the show. I doubt it. I I doubt if he even knows how to use the internet. But um, his <laughs> wow, that's pretty harsh. <laughs> internet, what's that? I can't get it on my TV. So he 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 had some point knocked over his mailbox right and broke it in half, broke the post in half. Right. And, and so does he fix it? No, he leaves it on the ground next to mine. And and then finally, at some point, I guess someone told him, like probably the, uh, the the postman told him, you need to fix your mailbox. So he puts it on a new post, but doesn't put it in the ground. It's just leaning against mine like some drunken sailor hooker. <laughs> And it's it's threatening to knock mine over. And one of these days, I'm just going to go push it and tip it over. You should. I'm such a rebel. Uh, yeah, you are. 
Here, take that to your mailbox. <laughs> the passive-aggressive rebel. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Here, I'm going to go out and push over your mailbox. Of course, it'll be 2 in the morning when no one sees me do it. <laughs> PassiveAggressiveRebel.com. There you go. I'm going to get that. All right. For all your mailbox tipping <laughs> needs. Yeah, no. I felt really bad because our mailbox, I don't even know how it fell down. But we've got one of those ones that have, have like three mailboxes on it. Oh, yeah. You know, for the three neighbors. And it fell over. And it's one of those things. I look outside and it's like leaning up against this poor tree. And I go, you know, I really do need to go out and fix that. And, you know, time just slips by. And then about two months later, my neighbor, lo and behold, decides to go out and fix it. And he, he's out there working. I felt so guilty and so bad. So I walked out and I gave him 20 bucks towards the, the cost of that. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but so it's I didn't like have, three of you operate the thing, right? So Yeah, so I, I chipped in. Oh, that's good. I felt better. It's like buying Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Speaking Without... of which, some, someone apparently bought a bunch of them and decided that it was going to you know, cause them to gain weight, so they brought them all to work, opened them up, and put them on the communal table. Yeah. Oh, Were they amazing? I can't pass those. No, you can't. I mean, I can't pass them up. <laughs> I give off, Of course I can pass them. <laughs> no, they are good. I got to tell you some now, little known secret. Did I tell you this before? Well, they're they're that, going through a shrinking machine every year. Well, other than that, yes, there is always that. But you can go to Walmart and find those cookies all year long. Really? They're just, they're brand, they're brand. It's the same cookie, private labeled. Oh, really? So you And they're cheaper than the, the Girl Scout cookies. I mean, you're yeah, obviously and the not. The Girl Scouts don't get any. Exactly. The, the Girl Scouts uh, are getting nothing out of the deal. But if you want to save money and get the same cookie, you can go do that. I've heard, though, that the Girl Scouts is actually an evil organization. <laughs> yes. Do you care to elaborate? <laughs> Have you ever seen that picture on the Internet of this, this smiling, cute little Girl Scout standing in front of a burning house? And the caption is, next time they'll buy the cookies. Wow. Have you ever seen that? No, I have not seen that. It's hilarious. Well, you have to put that up on our page. I'll have to find it again. Oh, that's scary. (laughs) It's the last thing I want to think of. (laughs) Buy my cookies. No. It's it's like... Okay, see what happens. It's like Halloween when I... uh, when I put the note on my door uh, when I was walking out for the evening that said, uh-huh. uh, all the candy is gone, try again next year. And somebody wrote in red crayon, liar, you gave away nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like I was afraid to like turn off the light for bedtime. I thought I was going to get stabbed or worse. <laughs> well, next time just put a bunch of spiders in the bowl. Yeah, I'll, I'll teach them. <laughs> don't think I don't have the wherewithal because I have access to plenty of spiders around here. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the parents in the neighborhood sign a paper. <laughs> You'd have to leave, Mr. Ledbetter. Oh, good Lord. So, dude, what did you end up doing for St. Patrick's Day? Speaking of holidays gone past. Oh, um, um, I went out with my uh, my coworkers. And, well, we had a kind of a party at the at, at work, but we couldn't really drink, although I did bring, like, O'Doul's. <laughs> Because for one, it sounds Irish, and two, it's in a green bottle. So oh, okay. Cool. So your all your bases were covered. Yeah, and then I brought um, uh, some sort of um, oh oh uh, 
they were uh, chocolate cupcakes with, you know, like you know, radioactive green frosting. And each one, and I didn't realize this. And did, did I tell you last time about these? No, no. I guess I didn't. Okay. So I, I bring them in. And then I didn't realize that each one had a like a kid's ring stuck at the top. And the ring had a, like a shamrock. And in the, uh, on the shamrock, it said, kiss me. And so the HR guy says, uh, I don't know if you should bring those in. You can get no. hit for sexual harassment. No. He was kidding. But <laughs> I was like. Well, it wasn't like you are wearing it on your belt buckle. Oh, speaking of which, I don't know yeah. what's brought this to mind. But have you seen, do you, do you watch um, Doctor Who at all? You know what? No. I never have. I've never watched Doctor Who. I, I probably should. Uh, well, you'll, I, you know, if if ever, you'll probably like this new one that's out with the new Doctor. And he's got this, the Doctor always has a companion. And when it first began, he was like this grandpa and it was his like little granddaughter. It has progressed to the point where this guy is maybe 20 and his companion is 18. Oh, good Lord. But the doctor himself, the character is supposed to be like 900 years old or something. And and every time he, um, quote unquote, dies, instead of dying, he just transforms into another doctor. Oh, same, interesting. Same, okay. same person, but a different body, which is why, you know, you could, you could fire the actor at any point in time. <laughs> because it's Wow, like, that's he'll smart. Do, he'll that's do. smart casting. But anyway, so this new, this new, camp, I mean... I forgot her name, but her, her character's name is Amy Pond, and she is the cutest thing. <laughs> so you don't get beat up. Yeah. And so they have this, um, for Red Nose Day, which is uh, Britain's Comedy Relief Day, um, he produced two special five-minute segments. And um, their, their time travel device gets caught in a loop, and Amy Pond steps out in confronts herself and they're all like looking at each other and the the first Amy Pond looks at the other one because she's they're like you know she's gone back in time like three minutes and so they can exist at the same place at the same time which is supposed to be you know they're breaking a, a Doctor Who rule but oh well yeah it's, it's so a new she's, generation she's like totally checking herself out going oh do I look like that and she's like flirting with herself <laughs> Boy, what the, the ultimate ultimate narcissist. Um, but with her, it's justified. <laughs> yeah, she is. Well, I'll, I'll have to go and uh, and check that out. Hot hotsidekicks.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, uh, I've that all that all started back with uh, get smart. Yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was reaching. pretty hot. I thought. Well, she was uh, for the for her day. Uh, Barbara Eden was hot in I Dream of Genie. She was. <laughs> Back in the day. Oh, yeah. Now she's like, what, 150? Is she still alive? Yeah, Barbara Eden's yeah, still yeah, alive. You could, you could buy, some guy has uh, replicated and gotten the rights to be the official producer of the, the bottle she lived in. Oh, really? You could buy the bottle. And it has all the furnishings inside and everything. And it's it's um, it's authenticated. And it's like, I don't know, anywhere from 99 to 150 bucks. Oh, so it's not like life-size. You can't no, live No, no, no. I mean, but, you know, it was, it's, but, but Barbara Eden apparently gets a, a cut of it because she's helping endorse it. Wow. And there's, there's smart. one, in fact, that if you look down inside, it has a hologram of her looking back up out of, out of it at you. 
Oh, that's kind of cool. That was absolutely awesome. That's that, pretty brilliant. I would get that if I collected things anymore. Yeah, I know. You don't collect things. No. And we don't talk about collecting because I know how that makes you... Uh, well, you know, it still happens. Even if you're not in... Oh, you, you know this. You know this totally. Even if you're not into collecting things, things show up. Oh, they do. I've got three Godzillas. I've got... Well, I've got an absinthe fairy here, which I've actually got to take a picture of. Do you have to send it back, or can you can you? No, no, uh, see it's, it's ours. It's awesome. Ours. Well, put it up on the wall somewhere. But you should put it up by the lamp that the fairy shows up at once a year. I could, but actually what I was going to do is I keep all... Here's some other things. I, 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 I keep all my absinthe bottles. Oh, so, you know what? That, that'll, that'll last you for about six months to a year. I know, but I could put her up there with all the absinthe bottles. Yeah, with your absinthe collection. Yeah. See, what you'll do, and I'll, I'll tell you this right now because this, it happens to everybody. Everybody I've talked to does the exact same. They collect their absinthe bottles, and then that gives way to, like, absinthe spoons because they're smaller, and you can, like, frame them or hang them up and build a little rack for them. Oh, yeah. And then you'll graduate into absinthe, like, glasses. Like, you'll start collecting... Uh, some of the different glasses. Then they'll move into absinthe fountains and then other paraphernalia like matchstick scratchers and little uh, Parisian uh, absinthe uh, saucers that have the the number of francs or whatever uh, it costs at the bistro. And yeah, it, it's, it just gets, it gets out of control. So I'm just warning you now, <laughs> well, prepare for doomsday. Well, if, if, we're, if we're all going to die in 2012 anyway, uh, I know. Max I'm going to be well stocked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, two two things that that brought to mind. One is the um, the Pernod at my my uh, my new local Binnies that I, I go to now because I have a better selection is mm-hmm. in a box, and right. the box comes with a spoon. I didn't get that one though. Oh, I, yeah. I got the Madsynth, and I went back, and I actually I ended up getting some Kubler. And I'm drinking Kubler now because, well, it's cheaper. And it actually tastes better with... Um, with the champagne? With the champagne, I think. Oh. I, I like the Manson with, with water or straight. Right. Well, so. you know what I think we're going to have to do? I mean, we've been uh, doing this now for long enough to where I think we could actually viably uh, hit up some of these places to say, hey, send us out some samples for us to uh, try out uh, on the air. Oh, give it a try. All they could do is say no. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst they can say? Well, what what I would like to do is say, send us some samples, and we're going to reserve one for one of our listeners. Oh, and for every well, time wait, we can we can we do that? Is that legal? Why not? Can can what? we not give away booze? Yeah, I don't think you can give away booze. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, we can give it away to ourselves because we're not going anywhere, but I think you can't, <laughs> you, you can't have, we, we can, we can no, I didn't mean, I didn't mean career wise. No, no, I know, but I'm saying, oh, I thought, I'm not a prize, but a sample. We could send a sample to one lucky listener. Of course, uh, I can't promise it because we don't have it yet. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we, we could sample the sample for you. So what, here's what I'll do. I'll see if I can't hit up some of these uh, places and have them, I'll have them, send out two identical packages, one to you and one to me. Okay. And that way, then we can actually be on the show and sample them together. Like we can crack open the bottle, see what it smells like. You know, we, we should start with the ones that we know we like. So they <clears throat> definitely get a good review. Out of it. 
That's a good point. <laughs> See, there you go. Like, uh, like uh, uh, Lucid, we probably wouldn't want to talk to. No. I'm sure Ted would, would be very upset if he heard this podcast, which he may have. I don't know. But uh, but I'd have him send out the Jade stuff, man. I'll tell you what, that stuff will change your life. Well, how about that New York stuff? The what, oh. Henry the Third is that what it was? Yes, that's oh, and, and let's not forget the um, Saint George and clandestine and clandestine, especially clandestine, since um, hello, we have a listener. Hello, we do. Clandestine is listening. Clandestine, hello. It's it's nice to have a clandestine listener. Yeah, because we Cause don't. Most of them are clandestine listeners, actually. Yeah, of... really. They don't, they don't really want to say nothing about nothing. Well, I take that back. We have a hundred. Uh, uh, I mean, we got a hundred. Hundred sixty-four. Hundred sixty-four uh, Facebook friends, anyway. But I mean, I'll go know, for that. I think. Well, you all... know, that's that's the thing. Uh, people don't want to comment on websites anymore. They want to be on Facebook because they're already at Facebook, or they want to like do a tweet. Those are the sure. two things. So. And I'm okay with, with I'm, both. I'm okay with that. I know. But it doesn't really reflect our actual listenership, which which we know is, is more than 168. I know. But, but you, you can't get it's like it's like the Nielsen ratings. It is like the Nielsen ratings. We've got we've got a lot of listeners. Um I know that's kind of scary actually. <laughs> the thing it's it's like I you know, it's so funny because I wonder uh to myself, I go Okay, what are the what would what I just wonder like if we were to take a cross section of our average listenership, I would be so interested to find out what the demographic is. I, I know exactly what the demographic is. You do? How do you know this? They're all awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're yes. awesome. They listen to us. They are awesome. Wait, let me see. Hold on. There's no awesomeness on them. Let me type this in. Listenersuckup.com. <laughs> Hey, it's available. <laughs> oh, I'll grab it. <laughs> Those squatters. That was good, though. Listeners suck. That was that was good. Uh, good stuff. Dear listener, we're going to pause for a moment to allow space for a sponsor message, which may or may not show up depending on some mysterious algorithm. We'll be right back. Hey, Jerry here. As some of you may have guessed, part of my day job involves setting up and maintaining websites. Recently, I had a project where I needed to convert an older website to WordPress, and part of the challenge was choosing the perfect website hosting service. I did a lot of research, and I finally chose DreamHost. Not only is DreamHost widely recognized, but they're the number one recommended hosting service by WordPress themselves. And they have their own web hosting service, but they still wholeheartedly endorse DreamHost. Well, since then, I discovered I like DreamHost so much that I moved all my personal websites to DreamHost, including the blog for this podcast. And it is my great pleasure to have DreamHost be an affiliate sponsor to the show. And we can offer you, our listeners, $50 off if you sign up using our link. Now, we chose them. They didn't choose us. We wanted them specifically as a sponsor. So if you're wanting to set up a website or a blog, and especially if you want to use WordPress, the easiest and most trusted content management system out there, just go to absinthepodcast.com slash dreamhost and sign up. Once again, if you use our link, you'll end up with $50 off and you'll be helping our show. Remember that link, absinthepodcast.com slash dreamhost. 
and get your website up and running today. Okay, the space for a sponsor message has passed. And with that, we return to the show. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what, uh, what happens. I'm just excited, number one, so you can finally give away that, uh, that iPod. Looks like it's not going to be long. No, probably what uh, I'd say another week or so. And and by the way, I know watch, we the, the winner will be Greg Stout. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be. Stout. I I wish Greg would find us again. I, I feel bad that he kind of is lost in the ether somewhere. <laughs> He's probably sitting around waiting for Zombie Beach to come back. He's lost with some ether. <laughs> he <laughs> is. He's like, like Curious George. <laughs> like I can see Greg sitting by his his. Uh, Computer like tapping his fingers, going, huh? You know, when are they going to come out with a new podcast? Yeah, New Zombie Beach. I know it's only been two years, but well, the the funny thing is, I went back and I looked at some of our numbers on the zombie because you know it's still available out on archive.org because that's where I was hosting those. Oh, our numbers are darn decent. We could start doing it again if you wanted to. What, Zombie Beach again? Yeah, yeah, we could. Well, I'd have to get the domain back. Who, who has it? Who's squatting on it now? Oh, I don't know. Probably, probably Zomco. Zomcon. Zomcon. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's always something. I mean, I, I kind of get the feeling our, our listeners uh, would listen to us no matter what we did. Not that I'm trying to toot my own horn. But... Uh, I think that our listeners are pretty, pretty absinthe centric because I noticed the episodes where we don't talk much about absinthe aren't as popular. But here's my question. How would they know unless they listen? I don't know. Well, uh, because I say up front, this, there's not much absinthe in this one. Oh. <laughs> well, that's where our problem is. Good this, Lord, this Jerry. The episode is like the low point. <laughs> <laughs> Just funny, this, it's one of the funniest episodes. That's a great episode. I love the spider episode. But um, here's, okay, now I want to I like take take the steering wheel, turn us around because there was something I wanted to hit. Oh, yeah, please. Um, you were talking about collecting absinthe um, things. Yes. And I've been actually looking for, um, I don't know why because I have nowhere to put it, an absinthe um, fountain. Oh, but then I, I was at, I live like three blocks away from the Target, which sounds odd because I'm in the middle of the woods, but there you go. That's, that's Wheaton for you. Right. Um, at the local Target, they had what looked almost exactly like an absinthe fountain, but it was for sweet tea. Yeah, you put the stuff in it and it's got the little spigot at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So that, there's a poor man's uh, absinthe fountain right there. I almost bought it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to shell out $200 for a real one, there's one for like $19.99. Well, that is true. But, you know, I mean, the, the, per, the per, Parisians, 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 Parisians back in the day had okay. little water pitchers. Oh, yeah. Well, that they also used. And actually, those are highly collectible. Oh. Like if you find, if you can find some little absinthe uh, or pastis water pitchers, dude. Some of those go for like seven, eight hundred bucks and up. They're like little wow. ceramic pitchers that look like a squirrel or a duck or a frog or. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Those things. Well, you know, I've got one that looks exactly <clears throat> like a little plastic water bottle, and I keep it in my refrigerator. Well, there it looks you go. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Brita uh, purifier, right? No, it's it's oh. um, it's a disposable bottle of water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
from Target. Well, there you go. So you, you went uh, you went the economical route. I always do. <laughs> I don't blame you, my friend. In these troubling times, it, it well, does you know, not hurt. I have so much money, and, I, and I'm not poor by any means, but I spend an inordinate amount of money on gadgets and gizmos. <laughs> right. And, and as it turns out, absinthe. And then I don't have a whole lot of money for anything else. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know what? That's that's. So I have to choose myself. Okay, am I going to buy three bottles of absinthe, or am I going to buy something that holds water? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh uh, yes, that, ar- that argu- Okay, that argument does not hold water. I understand <laughs> that. But I, I mean, I choose. I choose Manson. Manson. Kubler and Pernod, all at the same time. Thank you. I am yeah. well stocked. Because if I start getting low, I get scared. I might run out. <laughs> it's like it's like Jerry's earthquake preparedness. <laughs> am I an addict or what? I've got I've got fourteen uh, cases of dried uh, cornbread mix in the garage and. Ten gallons of water and fourteen bottles of absinthe. <laughs> I am for the apocalypse. <laughs> and lots of freeze dried bananas. Yeah, because you can't have as much. Because you what? I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to zombiebeach.com and I'm kind of um, tripping out. But w- what was it? Where's ours? Was zombie beach? No, ours was dot zom.com. We uh-huh. should have gotten zombiebeach.com. Well, we couldn't. It was already taken. No, it's it's taken by Mister Sio's Lounge for some reason, and it's a very nice looking site. Wow. Zom dot com. It's like Mister uh, Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, guess what? Dot Zom dot com. What you need when you need it. Oh, are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Oh. Those those very same squatters we we, that we that piled we hate on. Hate. Oh, with our domain name. Oh, the irony. The it's, irony. The it's irony. fitting. It's fitting. It is actually fitting. But I mean, we could take it back, couldn't we? Nope. <laughs> the, well, do a who is and find out who owns it. I'll bet if you called him up and said, look, we're really sorry. <laughs> we want it back. Please. We really want it back. We were only kidding. Wow, that's amazing that that actually got taken by squatters. How funny and ironic is that? I am I am amazed and uh, bemused. I have to prove that I'm a human. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I do that every single day, dude. <laughs> what, to your wife? <laughs> to, to anybody. <laughs> oh, I go to the I go to the store. It's like uh, I'm sorry. Can you do you have uh, some sort of uh, blood sample we can take? Because we're not sure you're even okay. Part of this species. All right. Dotzom.com is now owned by. OverseedDomainManagement.com. Here's their phone number. Uh, hang on to that phone number. We might we might want to call them up and yeah uh, yeah. Hey, can can we can we call them right now? We, I guess we could. Let's let's give them a call and just ask them how much it would cost to get the .zom.com name back. Okay. Let's see. Now I have this to... is this is a this is a uh, slow trying, death first. You're trying to get me to like <clears throat> operate Skype in an intelligent way here. That's all right. I, I trust add, your... add people, right? Okay. okay. Uh, wow, this uh, is like uh a... I don't know how to do this. Um This is like conference calling, but Okay, here we go. 
Yeah, let's call it. Oh. For calling Oversee Domain Management, please leave a clear and detailed message, including the date and time that you called, the domain that you're interested in, and an email address as well as phone number where you can be reached. You are also more than welcome to email us at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at overseedomainmanagement.com. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Yeah, uh, howdy. I'm interested in purchasing uh, one of your domain names, which would be .zom.com. Uh, that's not a dot at the front. It's it's a it's oh, a dot. Yeah. Yeah. Like Department of Transportation .zom.com. Uh, uh, my uh, email address is hangover at slowdeathpodcast.com. Yeah, uh, we'd also like to know exactly why you think it's okay to purchase domain names and then not use them. Yes. Because so we, we think it sucks. We, we really do. We think it really sucks. Yes. So please .com. Connect... <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Excellently hang, hung up on everybody. I know. <laughs> uh, how much oh, trouble man. are we going to get in now oh i don't know <laughs> but who cares <laughs> who cares yeah it's like whatever it's not like we're the jerky boys it's not this is not how we make our living no we actually gave them our contact and we <clears throat> told them what we thought There's yeah no, oh, that's and, not, and i just want to know how much the the thing's going to cost us so i'll probably come back and say like twelve hundred dollars it is it's usually like really expensive so these people mm -hmm. they go out and they, they find domain names they pay their. They actually don't even pay the nine ninety nine that we would. They buy them in bulk for like a dollar a piece. That's my right. guess, but it's going to be really low. And they hold on to them, and they hold on to them until someone comes along and says, "You know, I really need that." And they all like instead of having to pay nine ninety nine, which you should have to pay. No, you gotta you gotta pay whatever the market will bear. And I guess you know you can call that free marketing. But um, when you're talking about this kind of a thing. I don't know. I I feel I I mean just I just in my gut I feel it's fundamentally wrong to do, and and I really I can't really blame the people who are doing it, because it's the people who set up the system that allow it to happen. Right. I mean it's it's a business just like anything else, and and I may I not know. agree with it, but it's out there and it happens all the yeah, time. If, Nothing if any, I can do. If you could find anything that legal that you buy low and sell high, that's a legitimate business. And so these scumbags have a legitimate business. Yes. Uh, butt fuckers. But it's, it's legitimate. However, whoever set it up, so, you know, I wonder how much, well, of course, they're getting, they are. How much money are they getting from it? Oh, I'm sure they're making, the, everyone's sure. making money. Everybody's making money. And, and who loses? The people who could really use the domain name. Yes, like us. I mean, you know, like my daughter, my daughter would like to buy her name.com, right? She can't? She can't. Someone owns it and he wants $1,200 for it. Wow. So, so you, you get an artist who wants to use her name and she can't because someone's squatting on it. Well, that's, that's she why can. I have a problem. I mean, you can do it, but you have to just be creative. It's like, you know, what, you know, first name underscore last name or. I know, but that's not, that's not cool. I know. 
Well, she she decided on she's got a pseudonym and she did her pseudonym and I don't want to embarrass her by telling anybody what it is. But um, what was that? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Facebook. Oh, I have another podcast to do tonight. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> Surprise! Uh, you're, you're in demand, Jerry. You're just you're just in demand. Dot com. Dot com. Probably owned by overseas site <laughs> management. Overseas site management. Oh my gosh! I hope they write us back. That'll be that'll be some good viewer mail. Speaking of viewer mail, have we gotten any viewer mail or uh, not viewer mail, but listener mail? You know, I don't think so. We we get lots of comments on our Facebook. Have we? And um, you know, I haven't I haven't checked. And uh, I hadn't actually gone out and looked at. Um, Twitter for a while, and I just happened to glance at it today. And I'm like, oh, and that's why I wanted to say hello to your friend, although I didn't know he was your friend. I thought it was a random listener. Do do we have anybody who actually? Well, no, we we do. We got Dave. Dave yeah. listens to us and comments listens. back. Yeah, he's he's a loyal listener. Yeah, thank you, Dave, for being a loyal listener, and, and we wish you all the luck with your stories. Yeah, and sign up on Facebook because you might win that iPod. Oh, I, I have to, he, he was one of the few people who actually said, count me in. So he's automatically in there. Oh, well, there you go. Whether he's on Facebook or not. He's All right. yeah, we just got to remember. We have to remember. To oh, get no, I'll remember. Hooked I'll up. Remember. So, well, there you go. Well, unless you have anything else, I think, uh, I think we're done here. I, I think, uh, I think we're, we're done in trouble. I think so. I think so. <laughs> So while I'm backing up everything before uh, the police show up, yeah. uh, before the, uh, the, the oh, cease and desist our... order from overseas site management shows up. So overseadomainmanagement.com is actually owned by the NSA and we're in deep doo-doo. Yeah, great. Once again. <laughs> it's an anti-terrorist organization that put that uh, that does this. So just, that... just when I thought it was safe for me to uh, leave the country, now uh, I'm going to be profiled at every airport. Oh, I was writing, I'm writing a story right now for a, for a, another podcast. I, it's a horror podcast. And so oh. I've been kind of invited to write a horror story. And so this story I'm writing involves plutonium. And uh, so I decided I better research plutonium. So I'm deep going through all these websites, finding all this information about plutonium. And then I feel, finally, I just kind of stopped and go, how many alarm bells are ringing over at the NSA <laughs> because this guy in Wheaton, yeah. Illinois, is, right. is uh, researching plutonium. Why, why do I just see this <laughs> artist sketch of you wearing a hoodie with dark sunglasses? And... <laughs> yeah, here's Jerry's manifesto. Yeah, in his, in his tent out in the woods with his gun and his dog. I'll come visit you, though, in jail. <laughs> What I don't, if they think, I don't think people in Gitmo get visitors, do they? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe from uh, site overseas site management. Remember me when I'm gone. I will. I'll. I'll. I'll do. Uh, I won't implement you, although I think I just did. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now my just wife's gonna be, be a the... widow. I'm gonna be in jail because you because you had to go mess around with plutonium. A Gitmo widow. Oh, great. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> Owned by Overseas Site Management. <laughs> Dot com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google map it. 
Well, I'll post the map to it on the website. Let's yeah. see how much trouble we can get into. Yeah, exactly. If we're going to get in trouble, let's see how much let's, trouble. Let's get really in trouble here. So it is. Are you going to show a picture of the place? Uh, sure. If if, uh, if uh, Google um, Maps is driven by. Have you ever seen the Google uh, Street View cars? No, but apparently it's gone by my house at least once. Dude, they, they it looks like um, a big giant Tesla coil on top of the car. Have you actually seen one? Yeah, over by uh, where my wife works at oh, her university. Awesome. There's one on the on the street. I'll uh, next time I go over, I'll make sure I snap a picture with my camera on my phone and I'll uh, email it to you. But they're little economy cars, and they got like this big thing that goes up on the roof, and it looks like a Tesla coil, and they take pictures from all sides. I have a Google picture. That doesn't look right. That's what I'm telling you. It's a vacant lot, isn't it? That's a large building. Yeah, I'll bet you it's a post office box. Oh, it's a really large building. It's a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a it's a place that looks like they have a lot of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> and this will be the last Slow Death in the Afternoon podcast, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Really? <laughs> Tune in again when we're uh, incarcerated. When we're incarcerated, doing the, uh, <laughs> doing the fifteen to twenty, the slow Gitmo in the afternoon podcast, waiting for wreck time, <laughs> banging on the bars. We only get one hour a day in the yard, and this in is how yard. we choose to spend it. Yeah, really. <laughs> Are you boys gonna do that podcast all day? <laughs> I have some butt fucking to do. Man over. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, they don't do that at Gitmo. No. No, maybe the guards do. I don't know. That's why I'm staying out of prison. <laughs> Me too. I don't I don't need that in my life. Or or anywhere else. All right, well we've sunk to a new low. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. All right, my friend. Well, there you go. Right. Uh, we've discussed lawyers, guns, and plutonium. But not money. No. Otherwise, it would be a Warren Zivon song. <laughs> it, would, it would be a Warren Zivon song. Oh, good heavens. All right, All right my friend, it's uh, it's time for me to skedaddle. Yeah, me too. Take care, my friend. Uh, I will see you. Let me know when uh, the music swells, and we'll okay. hang out. It's swelling. Right now. Yes. Give me Thank some you. ice. <laughs> I was going to say, if it doesn't go down after four hours. See you, doctor. Go to the doctor. We party hard and we don't say when In fellowship we're gathering Let the partying begin We're happy high retardians We are hearty drinking men We party hard and we don't say when Let the revelry begin Devotees Dionysian Titty bars were entering, GVO and bottoms up. Hail Bacchus, raise your cup. Here's to you, here's to luck. Moonshine, white wine, peppermint schnapps. Fuck that sake, give me whiskey on the rocks. Out we go and off we trot. Gonna take the party to the donut shop. Hola, how's about an eclair? How's about an eclair? Por favor, eclair. Ain't she got an eclair? Anywhere an eclair in this store? Okay, how's about a long john? How's about a long john? Por favor, long john. You know you want grande. Why you no comprende? Por favor, we are hearty drinking men. We don't say no and we never say when. 
We don't let God or make amends Moonshine, white wine, peppermint schnapps Fuck that sake, give me whiskey on the rocks Shit face, fucked up, lubricated jocks Taking that party to the donut shop Donuts, donuts, they're en masse On the racks and behind the glass Drunk on our ass, we now harass Guatemalan woman in a uniform dress Guatemalan woman is very distressed She's the sole proprietress Hola! How's about the Niclair? How's about the Niclair? Por favor, Niclair! Hey, check out the Niclair Anywhere in Niclair in this store From a box, bear claw, honey buns, coconut top, toss them back and vomit them up. gentlemen that was andy preboy and his song hearty drinking men used by hopefully permission because he's a friend of dan's thank you for downloading and listening to this episode and if you're a lawyer uh, give us a call we may need you thank you and take care bye